0: Welcome to the Life of Love Ministries podcast. This is Rhonda Johnson. Today we're going to talk about stewarding our hearts or being the stewards of our hearts. Steward just means to take care of or tend to. Adam was the steward of the Garden of Eden. And just as it was his job to take care of the garden, you know, just normal gardening things, I'm sure in addition to naming every living thing on the planet, he also probably had to pull weeds and transplant things and divide plants who knows but he tended the garden and just as he had that job to take care of and tend and see to the garden of eden it's our jobs to do those things for our hearts if we just leave our heart to its own thoughts its own uh, summations and its own uh, results then we can find ourselves a very ungodly person, very bitter, resentful. So we have to constantly cultivate and steward our hearts to ensure that those things are in check and to make sure that we're in a good place with how we feel about God and about those around us. Solomon was the wisest man to ever live, the word says. He wrote 900 proverbs and he wrote 31 chapters in our Bibles, in the book of Proverbs. And of those 31 books and 900 Proverbs that he wrote. And if you haven't read Proverbs in a while, I just encourage you to read Proverbs again. I think it's in Proverbs 10, where we start with the actual Proverbs of Solomon. Before that, um, it's just some beautiful correlations between wisdom and and instruction of god but these proverbs that solomon gave are just pure wisdom it's the spirit of jesus on paper and if we read those and continually think about them i believe it changes our lives and helps us to just live a more wise more practical life not only for god but just a better life period um Proverbs four twenty three says above all else, guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life. So the wisest man to ever live who wrote an entire book in the Bible about wisdom and, and not just about wisdom, but pure wisdom. He says that this is the most important thing above all else. Those words just grabbed me when I read them a few months ago. Above all else, guard your heart. That's the most important thing is for us to guard our hearts. And yet, I don't really hear a lot of people talking about that. So I think it's something that we need to really put put some effort into and make a decision that we're going to be on top of this. We're going to tend our heart well and be good stewards of our heart. But it says that the reason for this is because the heart is the wellspring of life. Wellspring is where your existence begins. It's the headwaters of your life. I looked it up and the definition is actually the original bountiful source. That's what wellspring means. So it is the source of your very life. Your heart is. But we are the stewards of our hearts. We're responsible for how we allow something to remain in our heart. Do we allow something to be a good memory, a bad memory, painful? Do we allow things to be wounds that are never healed? Do we allow bitterness and resentment to remain in our hearts? Or do we have mercy when we think over situations, when someone failed us or when someone was very ugly or disrespectful or just when they were just a bad person to us do we have grace when we remember things the things that are in our heart do we do we remember them with good godly understanding those are the types of things that we have to constantly be about when we think of things and how they sit in the garden of our heart And if there are things that are unresolved, if you have issues that every time you think of that, it brings back terrible, um, terrible memories and, and you start to remember that you hate a person for what they did to you, or you start to really have deep resentment and those memories cause strife when you think of what's in your heart. It's not too late. It doesn't matter if those things happened 30, 40 years before. God can still heal your heart. He can still help you. And to be a good steward of our hearts and to be a good keeper of our hearts, it is all about taking care of those things that would steal our joy and steal uh, good things out of our lives and make us be bitter, awful people. If someone perpetrates an offense to us, they have sent how we catalog it in our heart and 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 how we remember that thing that can either be a credit to us for righteousness or we can sin by how we hold them in contempt in our hearts by how we hold the offense it's very tempting for us to hold an offense and just give it a bear hug and say, I'm never going to forget that because I'm going to make sure that person never treats me that way again. And you're right. You probably can keep that person from re- from talking to you that way or doing bad things to you. But in doing so, you also keep many, many other good things out of your heart. Because one thing we don't have control over in our hearts is the ability to choose how we love and how we resent and how we give grace. So if we have resentment in our heart toward one person, it's not going to only apply to that one person. That bitterness is going to affect all of our relationships. We're going to have trust issues. We're going to have issues where we keep people at a distance and we don't allow them to be our friends we don't allow them to be involved in our lives we don't share our lives because we're protecting ourselves because that one person that we have bitterness or resentment against is not finished hurting us they may have long forgotten the offense if you reminded them about it they may say oh really that was a big deal to you and yet it's changing every every relationship in your life many many years later And God wants to he wants for us to be a good steward of our heart and let go of those things and and allow him to help us to forgive people and to let go of things, not just because of those things and what that situation deserves, but because it affects our entire life. It affects everything about us when we hold on to resentment and anger. So you can absolutely change and govern the way you feel, depending on what you allow to remain in your heart. We're responsible for how we maintain our emotional and moral memories and all of the events that come into our lives and in our hearts. Philippians 4, 6-7 through 7 says, Be careful for nothing. That actually is better said in other versions where it says, Don't be anxious or worried about anything. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to god so prayer and supplication supplication just means humbly pleading so you come to god and you humbly plead and make your request known to him and this verse that tells us to be thankful to come by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving when you allow yourself to start thinking of what can i be thankful for. How could things have been worse? Oh, I can thank God for that. Well, that would have been, you know, you're going through the events and you're going through things in your heart and you realize things could have been much worse and you start thanking God for that. You thank the Lord that there was just a verbal altercation and that nothing worse happened. You can thank the Lord for, you could always find something to thank the Lord for in every situation. And when you start to focus on what to be thankful for instead of the offenses and instead of the bad things that people have done or bad things that happened to you, that right there helps you to be the best steward of your heart. Because when we do that, we're putting our focus on God and his goodness and not on what the enemy means to separate us from God and his goodness. Going back to Philippians 4, 6 through 7, it says, Don't be anxious or worried, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made to God let your request be made to God. And then it continues on to say, And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So when we are a good steward of our hearts and we go to the Lord and we say, okay, Lord, I humbly come to you and I thank you for this and I thank you for that and I thank you for these things and we are putting our mind on the Lord. That is being a good steward of our heart. And when we're when we're bringing our prayers and supplications to the Lord, we can be completely honest with the Lord. Lord, this person seems so mean to me. This person says they love you, but they don't act like they love you. And they hurt me constantly. I mean, you can just lay it out to the Lord. There's nothing you can't say to the Lord. It is important as we grow in the Lord to learn not to complain to Him. But, you know, starting out, just like when our little children come up to us and just say whatever is on their mind, when we first start pouring our hearts out to God, it's okay to say whatever is on your mind, and whatever is on your heart. And in doing so, you're being a good steward of your heart because you're wanting to let the Lord help you with situations that are challenging how you feel. And then the most beautiful part of this verse says, and the peace of God. So when you do this, then the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep our hearts. Then God is going to keep our heart for us. When we come to him with prayer and supplication, and when we give him thanks, then he's going to help us. He's going to keep our hearts through his peace And he's going to give us. And you know, the one thing we need when our heart is disturbed, King David said over and over, why so downcast? Oh, my soul. When your soul is downcast, do what King David did. He said, put your trust in God. And so when we come to God, we pour out our hearts. We give him thanks. His peace is going to come into our heart. And this is such a precious peace because it's peace that supersedes the situation. So in other words, you have every right to be upset. You have every right for your soul to be downcast. And yet God's peace is peace that you can't even understand. You think to yourself, why am I not more upset about this? Because God's peace has given you all you need to tend your heart because now he's helping to keep your heart. And our heart and our minds are so closely connected. And it's this verse says that uh, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. A lot of what disturbs us comes through our thinking and it comes through us just putting our focus on the negative thing we just put on a loop in our mind replay after replay with that person saying something or that person doing something to us or the discovery of what has happened and we just continue the enemy just wants us to think on those things but when we come to the Lord like Philippians says pour out our heart heart to God give him thanks and then he gives us peace beyond our understanding and he keeps our heart for us. And then he helps our minds even to not replay offenses and replay hurts. In this, we can be secure in God. We can be confident. And when we pray about everything and when we have Thanksgiving in our hearts, make our request to known, I'm sorry, make our request known to God, then then he gives us peace. Why don't we do this more, I wonder? Why do we accept the first thing that we feel as what we accept? So a person does something to us. They disrespect us. They say something horrible to us or they do something. They work behind our back to make us look bad. Why then that offense? Why do we just sit in that offense? Why do we just sit in the anger and the pain? The truth is we, we feel the pain and there's nothing, nothing wrong with that. That's normal. That's how we're made to, to feel betrayal, to feel pain when someone, you know, isn't true to us. When someone isn't loving, someone isn't kind, when someone despitefully works against us, those things are painful. But just like, When we think a bad thought, one of those random, rogue, completely alien thoughts that come in our minds, those are not sin. It's when we start thinking of how we could do that, or we start really developing plans for that rogue, random thought. That's what becomes sin. And the desire to do them, when we allow that to be cultivated in our heart, that's sin. But the initial first thought of it is not sin. And it's the same exact way with offenses. When someone is ugly or when someone is disrespectful or hurtful to us, that pain is not sin. That pain is normal. It's what we do with it next. That is what makes us or breaks us as far as being good stewards of our hearts. It's if we cultivate those pains and those harmful feelings and harmful emotions. It's if we continue to think about it and then start thinking of how we can get back at them. That's when sin comes into our heart. That's when we become sinful in the offense. The person was sinful at the onset. When they committed the offense, they were sinful. But how we deal with it becomes our chance to either sin or act in righteousness. But the Bible tells us, Proverbs 4 says to guard our heart. And by guarding our heart, we stand ready. It's on our mind. It is it is at the forefront of our knowledge of God where we say, okay, the next time someone does something to me, I'm going to just let it go. And you might think to yourself, you know, I just can't do that. I'm just not that kind of person. No, none of us are. The Holy Spirit in us. Is that kind of person, and only with his help can we do this. This is something that's abo- ab- above our human ability. Our human ability and our nature in this sinful world is to seek retribution and get them back. You hurt me, I'll hurt you worse. That's how most people feel, and myself included. But those who offend, and hurt, and abuse us are not responsible for our hardened hearts. They are not responsible for our substandard life because of that bitterness and resentment that lives in us. We are. We are responsible for how those things remain in us. There's a scripture that says, whatsoever sins are remitted are remitted, and whatsoever sins are retained are retained. And so, what that means is if we let go of a sin, then it's gone. But if someone comes up, if someone offends us and we hold that in our hearts, not only does it shape and change our own personality, but it also is absolutely inevitable that that sin is going to come out in us too. So, the hurt that someone did to us because we hold that in our hearts. We are going to do that to someone else. And that's a scary thought to me. Such a scary thought. I want for us to consider King David today. Psalms 51.10 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. When King David went to God after being way, way off the mark, after being a very bad steward of his heart, uh, he didn't make excuses. He repented. And that is so important for us to remember. When we fail, repent. God is ready. God's like the father of the prodigal son waiting on the porch, looking down the road for us. He isn't standing afar off with his arms folded, saying, this better be good. He is ready for us to repent and make things right. He's eager for us to come to him and repent of our shortcomings. And King David didn't just say, I'm sorry, but he said, create in me a clean heart. He knew his heart was very poorly managed. He had been places he was not supposed to be. And he had done things that were terrible sins before the Lord. And yet he knew that his father loved him and that all he needed to do was repent and ask God to create in him what was missing in him. You may be a person that is just full of resentment. You may be full of hatred towards people, and they may have deserved it. They may have worked hard for you to hate them. But unfortunately, for the, what's easy, not unfortunately in the long run, but we don't have that. We don't have that. Uh, it's, I'm not even going to say a luxury, but it's not something that we can just allow ourselves to do is and that is just to allow people to, to be embittered in our hearts and held captive in our hearts. We're not allowed to do that as Christians and as as saints of God because it hurts us. And so it's so important to steward our heart well so that those things don't change us and don't make our life miserable. Just as David, we must guard our hearts because we're responsible for what's in our hearts. We have to protect And we have to allow ourselves to think and feel and then give it to God so that he can help us to think and feel with righteousness, not just out of spitefulness and vengefulness, which is our normal go-to emotion. I pray that God would lead you today and show you if there is any bitterness or anything in your heart that needs to be weeded out, that needs to be burned in the heap. And I just pray that you would just feel that God has heard you because He will. And that you can start a brand new chapter and a brand new part of your life where you walk free of bitterness and resentment. And then you're careful to guard your heart to make sure that those things don't come back. Because, you know, weeds do grow back. I can't tell you how many times I go and pick the same looking weeds out of the same spot. And the enemy wants to bring things to our mind and wants to keep things growing in us that are not healthy and that are not godly and that will cause us to sin. And so we have to be careful to go back and re-steward, re-keep, re-weed the things in our hearts that are unpleasant to God and that will hurt us. The Lord wants for us to be good stewards because these things keep us from having an abundant life filled with joy and peace and his righteousness. And when we do these things, we live with a light heart. We live with joy before the Lord and before our you know, friends and loved ones. And we're able to really be the good, honestly happy people that God wants us to be. I hope that this challenges you today. And I hope that you will be mindful of stewarding your heart and being aware of how you feel about things. I hope that you have a wonderful day. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to Life of Love Ministries podcast.